Welcome back to the Sooner Surge, and for the first time in a long time, a full group pod, this time the first time in person. Uh, another big day of recruiting, second time in the past week that the Sooners have taken a recruit from Texas, this time Eugene Brooks, three-star interior offensive lineman from California, choosing the Sooners over the Texas Longhorns. OU kind of got in late on that uh, recruitment, not offering them until last month after he visited. Then he went and visited Texas. The OU offer came in between the two. So, yeah, three-star offensive lineman, second offensive lineman this class for Bill Beatonbow, probably the second of hopefully a few more. Uh, so Yeah, this is definitely a offensive line is a position group that really they haven't had numbers-wise, you know, as far as the others. So I think that's just important to get guys in there. In that position group, I know they're pretty young at O line. Though. What's what? What is? I know he's recruited by Texas and OU. Last two were top two, but being a three star guy, uh, were there any other like? Yeah, he was offered by Georgia and Alabama, both I believe. So a lot of the schools were after the country. So is he just and low? I, is he just kind of lower rated? You think for a reason? I mean, well, I'm I, just well, asking. I mean, he plays in California at Sierra Canyon. I'm not sure the kind of they face uh, a lot of it is it depends on what service you look at yeah. rivals has them as a four yeah they yeah, have them as a four the 12th ranked interior offensive lineman uh the composite rankings i think have them at 40 so each side's gonna have their own differences on it it's a lot of that comes down to where did you camp at who what uh site hosted that camp to give you that rating so uh regardless with bill beatenbow he doesn't need the five stars for yeah, I, offensive, I, I offensive and me in general, this is my point of view. Offensive line, well, I, I mean, it's so great to get talking. I would hope it'd be, yeah, you get it, Jay. Uh, five stars on offensive lineman is not as big of a deal as no, maybe it, a receiver because it's not. it seems like offensive linemen are guys you can mold and make kind of exactly what you know what I mean. You put size on is that your point of view? Yeah, that well, is my point I, of view. Yeah, well, I also think at the highest weighted. Highest rated recruit that Bill Beaton has ever landed was Katie Green. There's not many five stars in each no. class. There's usually about one for interior, yeah. one for maybe two offensive tackles. And Beatonbow, what he's getting in Eugene Brooks is a 6'3, and Brooks on Twitter says he's 6'5, 325-pound lineman that's not going to be expected to start from day one. He's going to have at least one probably two, maybe even three years to develop under Coach Beatonbow before he's even thinking about seeing. Yeah, and the thing is, he's going to need to get in the weight room under Schmitty because he's not really athletic enough to play in the SEC just yet as a true freshman because he struggles with a little bit of mobility. They line up at fullback, but you don't see a lot of them pulling across the formation. Where He's just a straight-on downhill blocker, and he has so much upper body strength and strong hands. That's what causes – that's what – Helps him dominate somebody. Well, this was a, in my opinion, looking at the past maybe five or six guys that they've got in the recruiting trail, this was probably, you could say, one of the most important because they, no, I, the reason I'm saying that is because we they have one, yeah. they have one line of commitment. It's right. just Isaiah Autry. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's better than Tate or Tatum as far as the higher recruit and they needed to get him. I'm just saying for, or, for the offensive line, the guys are this dwindling on guys out there. If they, if yeah. they miss another one, I mean, uh, and they, 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 they got plenty of guys. Well, yeah. they, they have They're a younger. very good chance with Casey Pellet. It's just hard to beat out. Yeah, I know. That so. was a, a 
another one of the visits did not work out. No use favor there. Uh, wasn't really able to, never got the true OV to OU mm-hmm. for reasons that were. He did. No, it was an unofficial. Yeah, it was an unofficial in the middle of the week. Yeah. So it was like his fifth unofficial. Didn't get the true OV. It's not OU's fault. It's not Casey Post's fault. It's just one of those things that happens every now and then. But really, the offensive line is the one position that you don't have to win on these recruits because the modern-day transfer portal, there's going to be three-year starters in the portal every single year. Oh, he's gotten a couple. Yeah, like this past season, Walter, Walter Rouse. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, probably a tire guy. Well, they also okay. got, they also yeah. got, and those two guys yeah. might start this year. Like, while we're on that, let's start. Let's talk offensive line position group. You know, as we're going to talk about OU's football season here, <laughs> what are we going to? Who are you expecting as the five guys starting? Or are you expecting to go eight or nine deep? Well, I mean, year? I I think there's about there's going to be about nine guys that they feel confident playing. If I was a betting man, I would say that the starting five on the O line would be. Andrew Rain, Savion Bird, Tyler Guyton, Walter Rouse, and McCabe McToyer. But I do think Caden Green is going to be the sixth guy, and I think there's a very good chance he could be within the top five um, instead of McToyer. Do you think has Mature? I'm a Mature Matower. I, I said Matower, but anyway, has he made it? I mean, I, I've read some things where he's had a really good off season, but. I think we all had pretty high expectations last year from him, and it just didn't. It didn't well, happen. the thing you heard was when he came from California, he was. We were told he played with nastiness. You didn't see that last year. He struggled with the with the physicality in the Big Twelve, like he did. And Big Twelve is not that. Physical. No, he was able to last get pushed around. So this offseason, can he get that firm Schmitty built? He honestly, up the, park. the reports of the jumps he has made, it shouldn't uh-huh. be surprising because now this is the second offseason with Bill Beatonbow. This is what Beatonbow does. He gets his yep. guys in his system, kind of learning the ropes, and then after a couple of years of that, they turn into superstar talents on the offensive line that are going to go make a lot of money in the NFL. So obviously hope that's the uh, path for McCain, but uh, really, I guess we're just going to see. Well, but you didn't mention to me, I think a definite starter is going to be Rouse. I said, you did say him. Okay. I was like, I didn't hear it. Okay. My bad. I was like, because I think he's a mature. And Brody mentioned Caden Green as that sixth option. That really shows how good Caden Green is already. He's the only best offensive line than they have in your opinion. It's well, Tyler Guy. It's Tyler Guy. I don't know. Savion Bird. Savion Bird's up. Is one B then? No, I wouldn't call it B. I would say he's up there. Uh, Tyler Guy is the hands down best offensive. Bill Beatonbow called him the most talented player he's ever coached. Yeah. How how good can Guy be compared to guys like Trent Williams, Lane? He Johnson? could be the best. One. Yes, he he could be I mean, maybe the best offensive tackle ever. Yes, he's gonna be. It'd be hard to pass Trent Williams, I think. Well, you think definite first round pick? Well, definite first round pick. It's just you don't really see offensive linemen going in the first round. Oh, especially offensive linemen going in the first round all the time, bro. The Bears traded down just to take an offensive lineman tip. Have you watched the draft late? No, no, Tyler guy. We ran into him at the spring game. Massive. He's gonna be a first round pick for Beatonbow. Beatonbow has said it. Uh, earlier this spring, that the potential with Guyton one more year with Beanbo, he's going to be a first round pick this year. Yeah, for sure. So that's six guys that was mentioned, brother. You said you think they go nine deep. Who, who are the other guys? You got Jake Taylor, 
Um, he was a freshman last year. Jacob Sexton. Sexton. Sexton, Sexton if he's healthy, will be the, the question. Transfer Troy Everett. I think he'll kind of be the backup guy. And then there's. Caleb Schaefer's another transfer. Yeah, yeah. Schaefer's a guy that has experience, not at the power five. He's level, massive too. But yeah, he, he's a big guy. Man. He's a big guy, has experience, not at power five level, but at college football level. He played for multiple years at Miami and Ohio. Yeah. So definitely one that you could see on the field this year. Wasn't yeah. Caleb Schaefer first team on Mac? I believe he was. Well, Matire, like we talked about earlier, he's coming from a totally different offense, too. That's another thing when you come into a new team, trying to learn the offense and the coaching style. So I, I think he will be a lot better. I, I just don't know if he'll start. I still kind of leery on it. Who do you think is going to start over him? In that position? I don't know. I mean, there's, like you said, any of those guys I think could possibly start over But Matara could be the guy. I don't know. I don't if, you, if you look back at Bill Biedenboe and the way he chooses O-linemen at the start of the year, I mean, I think he started Jonathan Alvarez over Creed Humphrey. He's it's a veteran. He's uh, gonna go with the veteran more. That's why. Well, that's why I wouldn't put Kane Green in there. But I think he'll be six. And O line did struggle at times a lot last year, but I think that also is due to new system they, uh, things like that. As well, I know Beatenbow wasn't new, but the offensive, but the offensive itself, the scheme was different. So cool. I think some of those guys had to get used to that. In the Cheez It Bowl, they started Robert Conjol. Savion Bird, Aaron Parks, because Jacob Sexton only played a couple plays, Savion Bird and Tyler Guyton, and Javante Barnes and Gavin Sanchuk had a field day against a D-line that had someone who could be easily that, that the first the, That was Jared the most Burst, talented defensive line that you played all season. And Jared Verse is maybe going to be a first-round pick this next year, and Tyler Guyton really had his way with Jared Verse in that game. Majority. And that's hey, another one that speaks to how good Guyton can be. While we're on the Sanchuk Barnes thing, there's a lot – I don't know you guys probably read a lot of the oh, yeah, speculation yeah. that this year OU's going to be very run-heavy. Have you guys seen any of those? I mean, kind of I that's that's speculation, that's, that's expected. With Levy, I mean, he's – They weren't that run-heavy last year. They they ran almost 60% of the time last year. I don't think people – Probably should have ran about 70% yeah. of the time last year. Yeah. I mean, Eric Gray had a ton of carries all year long. Like, you got the two-headed monster this year, so. Yeah, and then third string is, I think – Caleb Hicks is going to be the yeah. guy there. Well, there's a guy I totally forgot about him, Marcus Major. Well, I, I, didn't I forget agree. About, I, I didn't don't forget about, about him. He'll be the he'll be the third string Friday night before the game. You know, uh, you, will you go grab the poster out of your room real quick? Hey, Marcus Major, you got to – We all watched the game. Was it against Kent State last year? It's Kent State. That's the whole point. Yeah. No, I'm saying when he made that unbelievable oh, cut, everyone was like, "This dude is." And he's had bad breaks with no no pun intended there, but breaks with injuries and things like that. He just he's a practice all American, that's for sure. <laughs> he is a practice all American. Well, or actually he's the practice Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Caleb Hicks will be third. Uh behind. Smothers is I mean, Smothers had a pretty good spring game, too. Yeah, he'll he'll be I, up there, but he's got I a, think that Caleb Hicks is just such an all around balanced guy. And he's more he's a little bit more ready. What about yeah. Tall Week? Where's he yeah. going there? He, you know, he's goal probably not seeing. Hey, and y'all, you, you, you guys aren't mentioning that guy on the goal line. He'll score nine. You guys aren't mentioning some things that I think have really happened this year. Guys like Brennan Thompson, he's Brody Pedaway. Yeah. There's some guys speed, that are so speedy speed. they'll get him in the back. Oh, yeah, they used Farouk in the back. Stoops in the back. Well, and, and I, I could see that that specific play with with Stoops where they they kind of run him on that reverse. 
I could see that more specifically for guys like Thompson or Petaway for sure. Angel Anthony, Anthony yeah, Gavin Freeman. Here, here's a question about running backs. I think Barnes and Sacha, how good of a duo do we think they can be compared to other running back duos in the past? In OU? OU. So, Marjorie Piran and Joe Mixon. I would think the Piran and Mixon are probably the top. I mean, then you could say, I don't know if you guys will remember, Gerald Moore and James Allen together, they called them Thunder and Lightning. Yeah, that was uh, a good one. I mean, but, I mean, Barnes and Sauter, that's all you need in the backfield. Really, like those two guys, they can stay healthy. We know Barnes has a ton of potential. He flashed late in the year. And you couldn't keep him off the field essentially, except for Eric Graywood being so good. I think Sawcheck's better out of the backfield catching ball. Catching the ball, yes. Barnes. He'll be yeah. the passing down running back. I think we can all assume that. And then goal line, you probably look at hey, and something that went unnoticed, really major did it well, but Gray Gray's transition from his first year at Oklahoma to his next one, his pass protection last year was very good. Yes. And we're gonna see if those guys can do that. That's a big thing for the market. Yeah. And also his ability to run routes out of the backfield. And a lot of people talk about can they both can they both reach a thousand yards? I think that's a realistic goal, so. but the thing is, can Oklahoma's offensive line stay healthy and consistent enough? Yeah, and I, I, I have asked a question for y'all is we didn't see it a whole lot last year, but are we gonna see Barnes and Sawchuck a two-back set more often this year? Because even last year with Greg, you didn't I see wish. Gray and Barnes in there very much together. Maybe they'll do um, it because it makes more sense with Barnes and Sawcheck. You have a pass catching running back, and a, I mean, they did have that last year. I'd say Gray's a pretty good running back. Out of the yeah, back. but they never really does does not do that. that. I don't think he'll do that. Levy does not do that much as Riley did. Again, this is this year is the first time we're going to see, besides that Florida State game, Sawcheck and Barnes in the same backfield yeah. for for especially a whole yeah. season. It, it could definitely happen. It yeah. makes sense. So. Yeah, I would doubt that Levy would not have this package. Because I mean, just for the option off. package, yeah. like on it, either swinging it out on the screen or read option with Dylan Gabriel or someone else in there. Like, it, you got to think that that's certainly talked about. Well, right. And now. speaking off what you just said, Oklahoma will be more comfortable this year being able to use Dylan Gabriel's legs because they actually have a backup quarterback in Jackson Arnold and the guy who's extremely talented. And that's going to play into it as well. I feel like they're going to just let Gabriel be a little bit more free, let him run more, which should open up. A lot more for the offense because you're not worried about DG going down and you got to bring in Davis Bevel, which no hate to Davis Bevel. We know he's been winning in the offseason. But, like, <laughs> but how but, good, a question for you, how good of a runner is Dylan Gabriel? I mean, if we didn't mean, see that much of it. Jay, he, I remember Josh Heifel. I think he's very similar to Josh well, Heifel. Well, Josh Heifel didn't run at all. I know it was I don't, You know what I mean by that? I know. He scrambled. Yes. That's they, Baker Mayfield. He scrambled and would make plays, but we didn't see Gabriel that. can run a little bit. I don't think Gabriel's the best running quarterback on the team. That's just. Oh, no. I'm I'm saying, no Jackson, Jackson Arnold's a better but, I mean, I know And I think against, there's going to be a package for Arnold. I, yes, I agree. I know it was against Nebraska, but the 66 or whatever yard touchdown run, it was a pretty impressive run. And I think just letting him be a little bit more free. And in the Florida State game, he looked a little bit more free. And not, he had that edge. He had a little bit more of a like a little bit more of a swagger to him that I expected we were going to see the whole time. But honestly, well, didn't. like he had something to play for in that game. Yes, I've been on the criticism of Dylan Gabriel, but I actually expect a monster year out of him, honestly. But I will say that they're going to have a package for Jackson Arnold. Well, I, is, I isn't and he like 3,700 yards away from being the all-time leader? Wait, when you say a package for Jackson Arnold, are you talking about – I don't just – Are you, are you talking about, about – because he's going to have the same package as 
Dylan Gabriel as far as right. play. Are no, you saying no, they're going to have a package? they bring him in during the game? Yeah. Yes. 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 Chandler Morris. There was a package for Chandler Morris. That was under Lincoln Riley. But, yeah. Okay. I know it's a different I just don't know. Kind of. Listen. You're not. Who's starting QB next year? Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel. Next, next year? year. Oh, oh, next year, oh, Jackson Arnold. Okay, you're not just going to have Jackson Arnold go, go into the SEC with zero experience, zero game time experience. So, so let, that, let, Arnold, let me say what start. I mean by pack. I'm not saying he's going to start. I'm saying they're going to find a way to get him into the game in a little bit of meaningful situations. Me, that way he can at least get game here's time. Here's what I mean by package, Jay. I think they're going to use him in a package where he runs the ball pretty yeah. early in the year. When they get to big games, he's going to pull the ball out and throw the ball. He's going to make people – it's going to look like it's a running – I can see that. Right. I mean, that's I mean, not well, – because that's just a well, way to get okay. him in the game. It, it gives the other team something to yeah, look yeah, at. Yeah, it's 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 something to it's on their well, toes because Jeremy. it's not just Dylan Gabriel you're preparing for. At that point, it's this Jackson Arnold yeah. package well, that can come in as at Jeremy, any time. They had it with Caleb Well, even last year on a smaller scale, West Virginia – their backup quarterback was a way more rough green. green. It was green. green. Yeah, yeah. 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 though you because they weren't prepared for green. green. Well, and you right. talk about in, in the spring game. I know the spring doesn't mean much. Oklahoma early in the game they ran Jackson Arnold a couple times, and then what did they do in that fourth quarter when he was comfortable? You saw with that throw to Gavin Freeman in the spring game across the middle. That was an NFL level throw. So the dude is all the arm talent, and I, I think know that. and I and I and I think if he is in the game, we'll, we'll see if he gets a few shots. Yeah. Field. Speaking of true freshmen, I got a question for everyone, but we can start with Jeremy. Who do you think the three starting wide receivers are going to be on September 2nd? For Rook, Drake Stoops, and my third is going up. Gavin Freeman, from what I've heard, they're not going to go, they're not gonna go Freeman and Stoops. No I'm just saying, before yeah. I mention who my guy's going to be as far as a third guy, they can't stop talking about Gavin Freeman. If you've He's, heard him. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Nick Anderson or Drake Anthony. Stoops raved about that. Yeah, Nick Anderson or Anthony's right, my third right, guy. We, we said three, so which one? I'm gonna go Nick Anderson. Okay, and I Gibson, think. guys, don't count Gibson out either. Oh, you're just naming the whole wide receiver. Court. Exactly, Jackson. Who do you say? Uh, I got Farouk Stoops and <laughs> and Jaquez Petaway, baby. Week one, true freshman Jaquez Petaway. I, I got it. I'll go. I, I agree. We we can have Stoops, Farouk, and then I'll go Andrew on Anthony. All right. So you're a Jay? Oh, oh. I'll, I'll right. go because y'all know how it's going to be. I know who he's doing. Stoops, and Petaway. I, yeah. I'll go Farouk, Stoops, and I will go. I'm going to go Gibson. I think Gibson. I think he's had a real – I mean, I, I've read some great things about him in the offseason. Catch the ball. That's Every, everyone hey, has a great offseason. Here's the thing. Another guy we haven't mentioned is DJ Green. I mean, but I'm going to say Gibson. Uh, I'm going to go same as Brody. Farouk, Stoops, Petaway. Yeah. You, you don't have a freshman wide receiver that's not an early enrollee in this era where you can enroll early to be talked about as much as Jock was Petaway unless he's going to play. So how how deep are they going to go there? Because there's guys that are six not going to be okay probably being ninth or tenth guys. They're not going to stay around. Well, six, that's six or seven deep. Six or seven deep. I you know. think they're going to play six or seven every game? Yeah. You know, I could see them this year, you know, because we all know last year that was probably all of ours and a lot of the, the people watching this and OU fans' biggest complaint is they didn't play a whole lot of the youngsters, especially at receivers. Levy didn't really sub in a whole lot. Now, there were some games they tried to do it with Gibson and like a package type deal, but I could see it more this year as first few series you have your starters, and then maybe two series in a row you pull three new guys after. I could totally see but, that. 
Uh, where what's the talk been on? I've heard nothing on Nick Anderson. Oh, he's awesome. had a good offseason. I've heard that he stayed healthy. He's had a good offseason. Well, and here's the thing that you're not gonna everything you hear right now. It's not fall camp. Once it's fall camp, then you can the things yeah, you hear you'll have a little bit. And even then, you got to see it in the game first. But everything you hear then will have a little bit more credibility in a way. But I want to talk about Jaden Gibson because here's the thing: everyone wants to talk about oh, we can't catch. Imagine how we would be sitting here talking about Jaden Gibson right now had he caught the pass that was a little bit of a bad throw, but it hit his hands from DG, or he catches the two-point conversion from Jackson Arnold. If he catches those two passes and he has a touchdown and a two-point conversion, he's the third guy. We all would have said Jaden Gibson starting out. It's not just that. He had a few opportunities on the regular season, simply against TCU, and he dropped the ball two times against TCU. there's one thing you can't argue with. Jaden Gibson can get open. Yeah, he can. Way well, more maybe here's, than here's the deal, guys. And, and something I read, I don't know where it was online. Emmett Jones and him. What? what what's so funny about that? Something I read. I did. I read said, it online. said this every hey, That's fine. But I read it. But Emmett Jones has really helped it. Just like he would. He's a great receiver coach. I, well, I'm, I'm just saying last year, I, I don't – I mean, I, I'm not saying – Are you questioning Washington? Him. Well, as a receiver coach, I don't think he had the – obviously, he does not have the experience that Emmett Jones had. I agree. So, it's a big They struggle to get open in one-on-one coverage. They cannot create very much separation. That's why Dylan Gable relied so much on Marvin Mims to just chuck it down the field. I mean, there might have been other – Emmett Jones is, is one of, if not the best wide receiver coach out there. So, I'm not going to – Did he land Jared Bradley? Well, that's well, Jay's hair. I don't know, but look at the two guys. The two hires of Emmett Jones and DeMarco Murray right now. Are you kidding? Not even just them. Todd Bates. Yeah, Todd, Todd Bates. Bates. Well, we're but, talking about Todd Bates. What about Miguel Chavis, who's debatably been the best recruiter so far? Guys, okay, if we have a power line. If this power line that Todd Bates is maybe going to be bringing together comes into fruition, it is. It, it's going to make people like him who are Todd Bates haters look just. Oh, my gosh. Here we yeah. go. And you know what? I'm glad <laughs> you brought that up, actually. Because I get. This frustrates me like no other when I see people, you two especially, over here bashing me every time on text. Oh, well, Jason, what do you have to say? Uh, they got Jaden Jackson to commit. Jason, what do you have to say about Todd Bates now? Well, I've never said Todd Bates is a bad recruiter. All, I asked you one question. My only question to you was if they do not land David Stone. Well, you started with Hicks. If, 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 no, if, if. It started with Hicks last year. Yeah, you're like, he, he didn't land Hicks, so. Like, it's a time well, to start. We also, no, 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 also no. got to take into consideration he didn't live up to his dream of David Hicks and David Stone reclassing. Hey, into the class. Listen, same all day. Day. Wait, go was it happen. Todd Bates' fault that he didn't like David Hicks, or was it money? That's nobody's. I'm not saying it was anybody's fault. Exactly. He's just, just, all he's I'm just saying, saying is until he didn't land the big guy, what can you say? But how are you going to get mad at someone not when mad. you just sit here and say, if he doesn't hey, land David Stone? Hey, no one, not very many people, especially you, do you even know that OU is leading for Dominic and Kenley in the North class on your defensive lineman? That Todd Bates at the head, is at the head of his uh, Jackson, you know, I could give a I, I could give a flip about the recruiting and who's leading because okay. it doesn't matter until they sign their letter of intent, personally. But I know y'all are different. Man. Y'all are younger. These little young pups coming here think they know everything about recruiting, which y'all do know a lot more than me and most people. But what I'm saying is I, I've never said Todd Bates can't recruit. I've never said Todd Bates is a good coach. All I've said is let's see after this year if he can land his guys because this is a huge class for him going to the SEC. And it's looking good so far. Okay. And it's I hope not, it's, it's, man, we move on to re- recruiting talk and talk about some of the defensive line. And I don't know. And speaking up on what you just said, I have a question for everyone. Is Oklahoma ready for the SEC? Absolutely. I think I, I, I'll, I'll wait and see time to this clock. I, I, 
they better be ready. They're with, going there. Yeah, they're, they're definitely they're ready. Yeah, for this. with with the way things are trending right now in the recruiting world. Uh, yeah, okay. I say, guys, he's looking at putting yeah. two top five classes yeah, together exactly. in a row. Come on, on and has it been done? On looking life, he's going to. What I'm saying is, Bob Stoops did. Did Bob Stoops have two top five classes in any of his? Years? Yeah, uh, 03 and 04 were his two. I think. So those were the last two. That's a long time. But here's the thing: this class isn't just going to be top five. We're looking at it's not going to be better than Georgia. We're looking at the next best class besides Georgia with this this year. I mean, there's a very real shot that they land three. Five stars on the defensive line, which is just going to put Todd Bates haters to rest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, sure. we started this whole thing on Emma Jones and DeMarco Murray. And on other schools, the uh, class they have put together so far would be hands down the best class for a single position group. And you're looking at them on OU right now. They're probably going to finish second and third behind Todd Bates and Miguel Chavis because this defensive line class really has the potential to be that good. Marco Murray landed his first five star this past week, Taylor Tatum, over USC. Yeah. Uh, and still in the running for another top 10 running back. And Caden Durrell, who will make his decision. Well, August and the thing, the next yeah, too. and then Xavier Robinson's already committed, best running back in the state of Oklahoma. And now that they've landed Taylor Tatum, Caden Durham isn't a necessity. I've heard this a lot. It's like Caden Durham is like, uh, a necessity, but it's definitely one they're after. He's the but fastest yes. player in the yes. country. Yes, no, 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 but I'm saying that if you don't land him, it's not the end of the world because they have Taylor Tatum. He's a stud. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You probably know the answer, guys. Uh, he's committing on August 25th. Any schedule for an LSU visit right after that? I believe he had an LSU visit scheduled for the 28th or something. I so does that does that mean he would commit to LSU and go to LSU, or is he going to cancel that visit? I'm just asking questions, guys. Maybe move the visit up. I don't know. Maybe move the visit. Whether or not anything's a necessity, though, Caden Durham is a guy you want to get. I mean, Caden Durham by far is a guy you want. He's the fastest running back in the nation. You know, probably he doesn't have any visits. Okay, so I was wrong. He's probably the fastest player overall in the country. Yeah, you definitely want Caden Durham finishing first, second. All that in Texas track last year. I think he was behind Jacquez Petaway at one point. He was ahead of him. Okay, it was ahead of him. So those two would be ahead of him. Oklahoma could, uh, could potentially have the two fastest players in the country, Ken Durbin and Wild Rackets. Like and Jacquez Petaway. The speed that Brandon Thompson, Brandon yeah. Thompson, uh, Gavin Sawchuk. I mean, the speed is a big uh, I'm no. surprised they're not getting sent over to the track program just across the street. Hey, they could have a four by four Olympic team at this point. Yeah, it's, it's an impressive. Uh, Group of speedsters are putting you together. And Tatum's not slow. No, no. Well, let's let let's think of the schedule here, guys. Uh, what is the most intriguing matchup uh, this year for you guys? Got to be Texas. Yeah. yeah. Texas, yeah. I mean, that one's intriguing every year, though. Not last more year. so this year. Not last year. But Oklahoma Texas is going to it. open up as a favorite. Do you guys agree? Well, they're yeah. already the favorite. In my seven point favorite. When Texas rolls out a banner, the favorite. In my, I mean, especially in off season, they're the favorite every year in the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve. Well, well, but here's the thing: necessarily, guys. There's a favorite plenty of years. There's a chance that Texas could be going into that matchup the number one team. Exactly. All they have to do, all they have to do, is beat Bama and then win their other cakewalk of scheduled games. To say all they have to do is beat Bama, it's a big task. It is a big task. It's in Alabama. But Alabama doesn't have a quarterback. They lost to the number one overall pick, the number one and number two overall pick last year by one point. It, oh. With Quinn Ewers 
That was essentially not clean. Uh, I think it was Hudson Card. Hudson Card. Hey, well, and Quinn Ewers said the game was live. Well, I, Texas, hope, I hope Texas is the favorite. I, I hope they beat Bama and they're the number one team. I mean, I'm going to say it. Texas is almost back. I think they're on their way back. I do. I think they are getting. That's not a, oh, oh, okay. Look, I'm not laughing you saying you're wrong. But the thing that's going to have to change about Texas still is the culture. Steve, well, Steve Sarkeesian doesn't have the best culture. There's a lot of talent, but there's a reason why Texas isn't developing. And I'm not guys, saying they're bad. I'm just saying they are trending. If you look at their talent pool, from what they've, they've had, always been talented. Yeah, but they're they're a lot more talented than they've been. Well, no, they always have debatably more talent than Oklahoma. I mean, they should be a top five team for the preseason polls, according to how much everyone's just blowing at the roster that they have. Everyone they return. The one question mark with them is the defense they lost. Quite a yeah. few key players. I still think they question marks quarterback. Yeah, I, I can agree with I that think too. The best QBs can be third string. On the defensive side of the ball, they lost probably the most important coach on the entire staff last year. Gary Patterson turned Texas Very from good. a mediocre defense into a pretty good defense last and, year. And they showed you yeah. He is one of the reasons they were in that – played as well as they did against Bama. And and against against TCU. TCU. They, they lost by one possession. Then. Guys, there's two things that OU fans have nightmares about. It's anything in purple and Gary Patterson. I mean, yeah. actually, the, the only thing, thing I have nightmares yeah, the Wildcats and the yeah. K State yeah. Wildcats. I know you. And I don't think. The other I, thing I, is, okay, hold on. The only I'm thing talking I about mean, Gary Patterson who's at TCU. Oh. Gary Patterson knew how to play with OU. He you you know, can't argue with almost everyone. Lincoln Riley. No, he, Lincoln he, Riley kind of owned Gary. Patterson. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. I remember Big 12 title game. Lincoln just smoked. Whew. It was good. Yeah, I'm just saying, Gary Patterson. That was a team that should have won the last one. No, Lincoln didn't smoke. His brisket. Yeah. Not very That's well, right. anyway. Hey, Arch Manning signed an NIL deal today. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Steve Sarkeesian said he wasn't. mentions are getting blown up right now because it's for charity, so. Uh, I guess that's an NIL, NIL deal for charity. Yeah, so I guess that's acceptable that he kind of went back on what he said. Wasn't going to sign an NIL deal until we started, but since it's for charity, that's okay. I was made aware of that today. After posting the headline from Bleacher Report that Steve Sarkeesian says he will not sign an NIL deal until we start. Percentage, so chance, start Texas. percentage chance Archie Manning starts is zero. Yeah, he's, he's zero. not starting. He's right here. What about other than Texas? What game on that schedule to you? TCU on Black Friday. I mean, all, all the I, I personally, I think TCU is going to be down this year. Yeah. But they still are going to be a good team. I, I, don't I, think I, that's I fear the, B, the BYU game, road game, but I fear more than that. TCU. Okay, let's go to home games. Home games? The, the best schedule. They have a pretty weak home schedule. Awesome. It is weak, but I think the best one is actually the non conference one, SMU. SMU. Yeah. Uh, SMU is a solid team, really good secondary. Brian Massey, one of the best uh, defensive backs in the country, brought in Kamar Wheaton this year. Uh, running back, they also running back from Bay. It's going to be a good test. LJ Johnson from Texas A&M. Yeah, they do great. Who's the TCU wide receiver that went there? Right, Jordan Hudson. Yeah, right. Hey, they hey, two five stars. In there's two Jordan Hudson Hudson committed to OU at a point. Or yes. There's two things you're going to get in that game. OU's uh, defense is going to get a test. Yeah. That game, we're going to see how good OU defense is. OU's defense is against SMU that game because they're better than a lot of teams are going to play in conference. And you're going to be able to see some wide receivers if they can get open on who's this. going to get a test. It's Dylan against Gabriel. an NFL guy. Well, Dylan Gabriel is going to get a test. I talked with Brian Massey back the first week in June at the camp I was at, and I asked him about how do you prepare for 86,000 
fans screaming. You're playing at SMU, small stadium, uh, very non-rowdy crowd, and going to the Palace on the Prairie, it's going to be a loud crowd. And, and Massey's like, it, it's it's just another game. They're, they're going to run their defense the same way. He's the defensive captain. Uh, they're going to give Dylan Gabriel some problems. They've talked about it already, uh, that they're prepared for that matchup. I believe that I saw somewhere that they had a top five rated secondary in the country that I read. I don't know about that high, but it's pretty high. Five or top ten. It's it's a good secondary and for a also five SMU sure. has a very talented young quarterback in Preston Stone that was the highest rated commit ever. He's a pretty high, highly four star talented guy, and he and they lost Tanner Mordecai, which could go understated depending on how SMU plays this year because Tanner Mordecai has a chance to turn that Wisconsin offense around this year. Him and all the six other QBs. Yeah, is he starting there? Yeah, he is. He'll start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I'm pretty sure Luke but this schedule that. to me, just looking at the whole schedule, there's no. It's way. well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they, as far as the way the schedule sets up, it, it sets up really good. I like the way you know last year I didn't really like it because they they kind of had the cakewalk of the non-conference ending with Nebraska there in your first game, K-State. Uh, in, in, in the Big 12, I, I didn't like that. You know, obviously K State. You know how they are against OU. So I think I think this year sets up really well. I mean, I mean the one game that is going to be Dylan Gabriel's legacy game is going to be the UCF. UCF. Game. That's one of the games. They actually could be a shockingly good team. It they have a really good defense. They're not going to be Dylan. DG is going to turn into prime. They have a good coach. Whatever you want to say. Gus Malzahn's really good. Yeah. Prime Baker Mayfield's not good. UCF for sure is probably the best team to come into the conference of the four teams. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Cincinnati. And no. I, they lost I, fickle, I, right? I, I'm saying coming in, I think they, they, they are, do have they, talent. They have talent. Right. So, so, right. so you're right. Don't forget, sorry, don't forget about Houston. They got uh, David, David Aguayu and Latrell McCutcheon, two players who could give any team. Well, uh, how many yards do we think LaShawn McCutcheon is going to give up against Texas? Oh, we, we'll go over under 225. Xavier Worthy might set the single game receiving record. Yes. You better hope on the price. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe it's a Taco Tuesday if you do it early in the week. Uh, guys, get a discount. And, uh, don't mind. That, that's hey, TU, here in our backyard. Uh I mean, TU's going to be way better than they were last year. They were great today, today at the media day. Tulsa is one of the most – They were awful last year. Tulsa is one of the most underrated teams in the country, in my opinion. Underrated in the country? Well, you, Tulsa you is a really good team. Well, they you don't know, talent. Well, you don't know. They got a brand new coach. They got a great coach. Just Jackson. really good team. We don't know. What I said they're, they're really underrated. underrated. Jackson, if you want to say TU's going to be way better than last year, I 100% agree with you. Kevin Wilson – has made great hires and they've got great players coming in from other schools. Too. No, 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 they got in a really good transfer class. I said that. They're, they're, but they're building that, something special, but right now they are not. There. We can't call them a really good team. I mean, Kevin Wilson's going to do great things at TU and he's going to retire there, in my opinion. I think that's going to be, he's going to yeah. ride it out here. I, I he's going to love every minute of it. Oh, there, I think. You know, where else would he go? If he, well, he, if he, he does really good, he'd go to a Power Five school. Yeah, he'd get a bigger job. I mean, would you turn I, that my opinion is I think he do what? Will you turn down a power five job to stay at TV? It's Probably a, not. But it, you know, guys, the future of power yeah, five and all that is the TU hey, at all. Hey, what if That's, TU becomes a power five school? Guys. I mean, who knows? Come on. They could hey. go to the back 12. Like, guys, five years from now, we're not going to be talking power five. We're talking about three conferences. That's yeah. it. Seriously. Yeah. 
So he's right. I'm not wrong on that. So there's gonna be three conferences and everyone else is just gonna be an independent. I'm not gonna say what I, I mean. We, we can have that argument. What the bowl future is gonna look like, what college football is gonna look like, and but I see three power conferences with the playoffs come out of those three conferences, and then all the other schools have their own. That's kind of what I see. That's a topic for another day. It is a topic for another day. Uh, that just depends on uh, media companies if they're gonna roll with that or not. Does OU does OU win the Big Twelve this year? I, yeah. I think OU wins the Big 12. They should. They should. Who do they play? Texas. I say Texas. My money's on Texas. I, I say, say OU Texas. I say Texas. I say K-State. We was on Instagram Live. Or not Instagram Live. YouTube, YouTube Live. Live the other night. Everyone, said, everyone said Texas Tech. No, no Jackson I said, said Tech. No, I'm not no. just talking about oh, the viewers. The no. Viewers, I mean, but multiple people. No one yes, said Dennis picked Tech. You and I both pick K State, but I've gone to the Texas side. Like that's it. Okay, I can't see what trying to do, but no, Tech, Texas Tech under Joe McGuire is going to be a fun team to, to watch. So that's they're going to run Texas the Big Twelve when they're in Texas League. Them and K State, they, they already run the conference. If you ask Joe McGuire, Big Twelve runs through Lubbock, I guess. But yeah, uh, on a real note, Texas, I think they're going to have a good start. I do think they'll pull off that upset early on. Really? You're picking them to beat them? Uh, as of right now, yes. Uh, what's the I, what's the no situation at Alabama? Nah, if they start Tyler Buchner, that game's Tyler over. Buchner, yeah. Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the quarterback situation? It doesn't matter. I mean, but well, obviously, it, obviously like, like it does matter which team, which QB a team starts. That just, you can't I, say that I think they're going to be. I think Bama is coming off a year where I think they're kind. Of, they're kind of pissed about Hold on, on Georgia hey, last two years. How can you hey, whisper that? You're like, I, I, well, I didn't know who's Hey, hey I guarantee you, house, I know who's Nick Saban to. is so pissed off this year that they're going to run the schedule and go in. I think Nick Saban's not starting at QB. Okay, okay, but listen. Well, that's a good you thing have there, to be. You, you have, I cannot believe you guys, you, you two especially. Oh. After all Texas has not done and not being back, and you're picking them to be out here. On the way. I am, too. Based off what? Based all, off what? You, first of you said you Texas, Texas is back. Based off you what? You said Texas is back. I want Hunter to sit here and tell me why he's picking Texas to beat Alabama on the road. They lost by one point to a former Heisman winner and number one overall pick and number two. So overall. we're going back last year's game? Texas didn't Texas have to be in that game. lose as much as Alabama lost. Bama's quarterback situation. It's the worst it has been in a long time. I can't Besides. remember a time when their quarterback situation was. Why? Why? Wait, Sims? Wait, 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 they got they got Tyler Miller, Miller, Miller. What was he a five star? Ty Simpson's gonna start at Alabama. Dude, 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 my money's on Tyler. And here's the thing: I mean, half of Texas's battle is not even gonna be against Alabama, the team. It's gonna be against the refs. I mean, well, here's my thing: I, I I said earlier I feel like Texas is coming. They're on their way back, but there is no way that I'm picking them to win out of Alabama. That's no, but I, I actually agree with Jay because the arguments you guys are making, Brody. Is a little bit asinine considering I can name I can name you five or six times that Alabama was in the national title game with mediocre quarterbacks. Okay, and Greg McElroy. And average. Okay, but okay, hey, wait, wait, I'm not done yet. McCarran. So what's wrong with average. our argument? What's wrong with our argument? You're, you're saying it's all about quarterback. It's not that. It's not all about quarterback. They got five stars but, all over the field, bro. That's why the years ever played on the road okay, like that. It, and yeah. last year with Alabama, not you take you take Bryce Young off that team. 
they're probably winning seven, eight games. Who has a better wide receiver? I team? agree with that. Texas or Alabama? Texas, Texas is the does. best wide receiver room in the country. Maybe it not. And I never got to finish what I said yeah, because if right. you guys remember, I said yeah. K State's going to be playing OU in the Big Twelve Championship game. So that means something happened. Texas is going to start off hot. You're saying Texas is losing twice. They're going to fall. Oh, I think they're going to lose. But more. they're going to win at Bama. Yes, I think they're going to win oh, at Bama. Oh, they're going to be on top they're of gonna, the world. Texas is back. Put it on the billboard. Put it on Empire State Building. Texas is back. They're going to get. Well, that's classic Texas right there to fall off a cliff. But I'm saying if they beat Bama, some people will not be able to log into Twitter for a couple weeks because of how at, 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 at least it would uh, get away from the 49 nothing. Uh, it would for a bit. I don't see it, guys. No, I don't see it either. I know you don't see it. I I think that they can win by two touchdowns. I don't know about that. It's going to be a night game at Brian Denny Stadium. Tough environment. I do think they should by it. Is that game already – they already did the yeah, Kirk, time? Yeah, Kirk Herbst, they just pushed out. Well, also, the the biggest question about Texas is their offensive line. So, if their offensive line can hold up, I think they could be a college playoff contender. Texas. Who, I wouldn't go that far. No. Who has a better shot at making the playoffs? Oklahoma or USC? USC. USC does. USC. schedule so weak. USC. Caleb Williams guaranteed it. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, did you see the highlights of them practicing? I don't think they're their tackles. Oh, my hey, gosh. I, I don't watch that. The best thing was when Buggy was like, huh. Yeah. He's a hey, like, hey, hey, a guy missed the tackle. He's like, let's go. I'm hey, like, OU's schedule might be easier I, than USC's. No. Yeah. I would USC, agree. I think they have Utah and Oregon this year. At Colorado, at Notre Dame, at or versus Utah. At Oregon versus yeah, yeah. here's my thing. I think they're going to beat San Jose State. They're going to beat Nevada. They're going to beat Stanford. They could lose at Arizona State. That wouldn't shock me. They'll beat Colorado. They'll beat Arizona. But once they get to that stretch of Notre Dame, Utah, then you Oregon, have Oregon, and UCLA at the end of the schedule, and then you got the you got the chance to win another one. Which well, Utah, Washington, and Washington is a good team as well. And you know, classically, Lincoln Riley would be slipping up against a Stanford or Arizona State. So. You really never know Hold on. how how is it how it's going to go. Or or what if UFC's only loss this year is to Colorado? How funny! Would well, it be? they better if they want to make the playoff. It better be this year because it's Lincoln's last year in UFC. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb leaves. I think Lincoln's out. Lincoln's Where's he going? going to Dallas? Dallas? NFL. He's going to Matt McCarthy. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. You guys are going to be Lincoln fans again. We're would you be out. a Cowboys fan if they hired Lincoln? I'd be a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I'd be a Cowboys fan. Oh, I would love Lincoln. Lincoln. You, wow. you would be kissing up to him. I mean, have, have, have you seen Hey, have you seen Lincoln's looking like? There's a guy that looks well, just like Lincoln. Scotty McCreary. I the country yeah. singer? Yeah. Yes. It's Lincoln freaking Riley. Bro. Lincoln had him tearing up one day. Hey, hey, you, hey can you get a picture? You were Brody, Brody, pull us up a picture of Scotty McCreary. Let's look at this doppelganger. Jeremy and Jay are going to be crawling back to that dry brisket that Lincoln Riley. Let's get it on the screen. It's Lincoln Riley, bro. No. It oh, my. I mean, how can you not say he doesn't look like Jay, you you obviously right. don't know then. Do you guys think there's any way that Ken Williams doesn't win the Heisman this year? You need to put Lincoln next to him. That does not look like Lincoln. First of all, someone would have had a put a Heisman on that guy. That hasn't happened since 1970. Caleb Williams will not win the Heisman. Yeah. Who do you think it'll be, Drake May? I, you know what, Drake May. If, yeah. if, 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 
If he has a really great year, see, this team does good. He's, he's a do you want to know who mine is? DJ. No, Spencer Rattler. No. Spencer yes. Rattler. Spencer Rattler, I think, is going to have a insane year. Okay, I'm on the, I'm on the South Carolina train. I, think I hope you're right. I'm not shaming you. I'm going to go Jordan Travis, FSU, to make the college football playoff this year. I'm with Jordan uh, Travis. is going to have a high school campaign leading on there. So, who do you pick as your four playoff teams? Georgia is no doubt. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah. Someone Georgia. who's going to be the one to pick OU. I'm actually. Georgia, I'll pick OU. Georgia, Florida State, USC, and no. I, I mean, I would have to say Alabama. Actually, actually, no. I'll go with I'll go with fourth team. Will be Michigan. I'm going to go with the surprise. Yeah, it might be four games. Yeah, yeah, four games he's suspended on. It's like the best game is Rutgers. I'm going to go with the surprise. I'm going to go Alabama. And I'm going to say no Georgia. Okay. I'm going out. Oh! Time out, time out, No. Well, anyone who has I agree, not, Jay. Stetson Bennett's not there. They have a new quarterback, too. Listen, yeah. Carson Beck is the greatest quarterback. We cannot take any prediction, college football related, that you say with any type of. All right, let, let me. You got to look at the way. If anyone listened to the pod last year, they know the type of just, as Jeremy would say, asinine picks you were making. Hey, all right, let me just say my top. Can I say my four names? Can I say my four names? Is Rutgers No, here's my four names. Here's my four. Arkansas. Arkansas. Alabama. Arkansas. TU. I'm gonna say. It's tough for me to pick Alabama or Tennessee. I'm going to go Alabama. That's out of the SEC. I'm going to go Florida State. I'm going to say OU and USC. I'm going to say we're going to get an OU USC. Oh, we're talking See, guys, what we were talking about was him loving Lincoln. Would every OU fan want that right now? Would every OU fan want that? Would they not? I think you'd be a mixture. I think someone wanted and someone's like, I don't want part of it. What you're doing right now is you're picking Lincoln Riley to make it to the national championship. Okay, first of all, I'm going to be a three drop eight. Hey, I can tell you that that game would be 80% OU fans, and Lincoln Riley would get hell from our fans. There'd be stuff. He oh, got, he got real like the Taylor Tate and committed OU. Did you see all that? Well, he would get it in person and set up on Twitter. What's his name? The journalist who had oh, uh, Scott Schrader. Oh, Scott Schrader. Yeah, Scott Schrader. Uh, I'm not going to pick USC. They are not making college football playoff this year. They're going to lose at least two games. If they even make the Pac 12 championship, they're not going to win. If it was OU USC in the national, chi- national championship game, would you buy tickets at Houston if that's where it's at? So it'd be too expensive. Probably. Yeah, it's going to be an expensive game to go to with those two rivals playing for the first time in what 19 years? Yeah, I think he predicted this game uh, that to be the championship game last year. Last too. year, yeah. I'm not very <laughs> good on predictions, guys. I'm just telling you what I what I would like. All right, I'll go Georgia, Florida State, Ohio State, OU, OU. Should make the college football playoff this year. There's no reason they shouldn't go 13 and 0 through the schedule. They have pretty much six, maybe seven non conference level of games this year. The rest, really, the only game on that schedule is Texas, which you never know what's going to happen in Dallas, Texas on the first or second Saturday of October. Yeah. Yep. Anything else, guys? About that? Let's cover it for tonight. Today. Today? Yeah. Sorry. What's it, what's it matter tonight or today or whatever? So make sure you subscribe to the channel, guys. 
And I don't know when we're all going to be together again. That's kind of the first time we've ever done it in person. We'll see how it kind of turns out. I don't know. Probably but, during the regular season. Yeah, we'll do it during the regular season. So yeah, Maybe Tulsa week. Uh, Tulsa I know week. you guys got your tickets. Got our tickets. You where, got your hey, where are y'all at? Y'all got your tickets? Yes, sir. I'm getting them on Friday. Hey, that's a great deal. The $55. Yeah, 55 bucks up. Before this past weekend, I was looking and it was a hundred bucks just, just for the OU game. So they put out that mini plan of fifty-five dollars. You get other two other games if you want to go to that as well. Yeah, sell sell the tickets. Yeah. You know. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe. And until next time, boomer, boomer, boomer. boomer.